Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles welcoming you to another edition of Lyles Movie Files. Guess what, bro shot? What? There's only seven more days to my birthday. I know everyone yeah. is very excited, but I am. And do you know what I plan to do? What movies I'm going to watch in celebration of my birthday? Uh, we got Avengers. In game uh, and what we got? Yeah, we got in game. I'm sure. Uh, what else we got? So I think Empire I'm, Strikes Back. Of course. I think how I'm going to do it this yeah. time. I'm going to watch Infinity War on the 26th, and then start off the morning wrapping things up with in game, and then Empire Strikes Back at night. That's the movie play. Okay, that's that's not bad. Yeah. So you're going to start uh, more before the birthday week starts? Like once you get off the podcast, start on the whole Avengers saga? Well, well it just so happens I'm in the middle of Civil War. I started watching that with oh. laws and, you know, that just starts the whole, well, if I'm going to watch Civil War, I need to watch Spider-Man. And I need to watch Doctor Strange. I need to watch Black Panther. And it's, it's yeah, I've got enough time. In between I think, watching. I think you can make it. Yeah, in between watching the grand finale thankfully of titans uh i i don't know if any i mean i'm sure you folks have watched that show it's been abysmal so the fact that this is the last episode this week i'm quite happy oh is that this week or next week i'm pretty sure it's this week because <laughs> i i've been yeah, I think it's 13 episodes. I'm going to be super professional and check at this moment because I need to make sure there's not another episode coming because I can't deal with another episode of this ridiculously horrible season. Yes, tomorrow is the season finale. Yay to both of us. This, this, is, this season has been a dumpster fire. I don't know what everybody else believes, but it's been horrible. It's been awful. But one thing that was not awful was how I spent last Saturday. We went to a haunted trail. That was really fun. But before that, we spent all of our productive day during the morning, afternoon hours watching DC Fandom. And once again, the fine folks of Warner Brothers and DC put together a really fun production it was a lot of fun. I think they understand how to do this virtual event and make it feel like something that the fan base should and would be excited about. One thing throughout the day, because I was looking on Twitter when I had it up on my TV, was how much released the Snyderverse or Snyderverse was trending <laughs> like every hour with this deal. I was like, man... This fan base is so dedicated to getting more of those movies. And I'm right there with them. I want to see Snyder's universe continue because it's just kind of funny. We've got this really cool setup with the multiverse, something that DC could have been doing for years with their properties. And like, hey, look, it's all there. We've got a multiverse. It's all good. And it's crazy to me that the Arrowverse were the ones that had to be like, yeah, no, everything that you've ever seen from any DC property actually occurred. It is still legit. Everything you love still matters. I mean, I mean, remember when they actually, they, they were the ones who were like, Hey, Knox, you see Knox from Batman 89. And it's like, and now we're going to be seeing Batman 89 in the next flash movie. I mean, in the flash movie. So it's like, you guys could have established this. And I know you guys say it in press releases and stuff, but it's like, you guys can actually like, Mention it in your movies, like especially if you want to have a movie where Joker is whatever the hell Joker is. I'm not even my feel express my thoughts on Joker movie, but you can say, "Hey, all of that is real. This is the core universe. These are the guys you care about." Like, it's not saying, "Hey, you're going to see Tobey Maguire's uh, Spider-Man," but we, you should care about his Spider-Man more than Andrew uh, Garfield's or you know Tom Holland. So you, you just say, "Hey, these are all cool. You love them, love them." They all exist. They're cool. And the fact that now, like, DC's like, hey, uh, we, we have a multiverse. We're going to mention it, but those guys are doing it far better, even though we came up with the concept. 
Oh, no. That's that's what's gonna be crazy. Because the mainstream audiences, they're gonna be like, "Man, DC is always copying Marvel," and it's gonna be like, mm, "Well, no, but yeah." I mean, that that was the same deal where they let well, Wonder Woman came out first for this modern era of superhero films. Supergirl still holds the distinction of being the first woman uh, lead in a superhero film. Then we had Catwoman, but we choose not to speak on that, and. Then we had the ridiculousness that was Electra. I think maybe that was in between that period. Those were bad films. Yeah. Supergirl was yeah. Supergirl has the code of eighties nostalgia kind of covering it and protecting it a little bit. It's not a great film either. I think Wonder Woman it, is no, definitely is the best one. It, the funny thing is like even against like Helen Slater, she's like, uh yeah, they really took this movie in a very different direction than kind of super I mean especially if you'd watch Superman and then you watch Supergirl it was uh it was not good. Yeah. Think that's, that's a so much, even though it's out on Blu-ray, we do not watch that movie. We're just like we accept like, hey, if we see Helen Slater in anything, we're like, hey that's Supergirl. You wanna watch that again? <laughs> Heck no. <laughs> but it's Supergirl though. Yeah, she has super long-term geek cred for being Supergirl. I'm looking at your shelf, and I am trying to zoom in, and I do not see Supergirl behind you. Nor will uh, Jeff, I. Huh? If Supergirl, if Supergirl was on HBO Max, and it was the only thing I could watch for a month, I just take that month off on HBO Max. Like, right, cool. I need a break, guys. Thank you. It's it's you, Thanks. not me. So we had all kinds oh, yeah. of stuff, all kinds of interesting reveals. We saw. Trailers for Peacemaker. John Cena looks like he is fully entrenched now. WW who? Um, I just think that's interesting. I was thinking of Vince McMahon watching DC Fandom, throwing stuff at whichever of his 9,000 monitors on that Titan Tron every time The Rock and John Cena showed up on screen. Because it was just like, it's too much. Why are two of my all-time biggest stars? here on DC Fandom and not trying to remind everybody about WWE being the greatest thing ever until AEW came around. Again, and, and, and he's now like, see, this is why I don't make stars. See, <laughs> this is why I get everybody 50-50 book. This right here. Gosh. Right here. These guys, right here. They, don't mention, they don't mention the WWE universe. They talk about the DC universe and them making their money, blah, blah, blah. No mention of WWE. I made them stars. Yeah, it, it's unfortunate. I did like how we had Tyler Hoechlin's Superman from Superman and Lois front and center. Javicia, Leslie, Batwoman, really prominent throughout. She was one of the hosts and led us through the Batwoman preview where she and Alice are going to be teaming up. Terrible idea. I'm not really excited about seeing Alice anymore. They, she's a character. She's a murderer. We need her in prison. And we need to just be okay with not having a really charismatic villain character who is tied to the main character, which we'll get into later. Um, it's, okay to, <laughs> it's okay to find somebody else. Or if you really like her, just recast her as someone else. I hate seeing Alice on Batwoman. And yeah. I, I, I didn't, we didn't get to talk about like your thoughts of now you've watched the season, whole season two of Batwoman, and the review can be found on WowsMovieFile.com. What did you think of after they started? Like, okay, we found Ruby. I mean, we found Kate. How did you like that transition to like, okay, Batwoman is now you know, Ryan Wilder? I thought they did that really well. It was definitely a case of here's the torch. And just because we had to do it off screen to start the season, we're really going to do it on screen. So if there's some devoted Kate Kane fan base out there, we're showing you that this is the end of Kate's journey. Ryan is now and forever Batwoman, which going forward is really funny just because of how much they were pushing Ruby Rose as the new face right along Stephen Mel, Grant Gustin, and Melissa Minot. It's hilarious to me just thinking about that. Again, we're going to talk about the Batwoman thing because it's a whole steaming kettle pot of worms and the can opener is very slowly working its way through. We'll get to it in a second. All right, so we saw Black Adam, got a little tease of that. I still feel like 
if you're going to have Justice Society, you need like eight members of the Justice Society just to be like, hey, a society. I love the fact that they've got so much diversity in the cast. I know some people are crying about that, but Black Adam is showing how well the Warner Brothers DC Universe is at finding ways to be diverse, inclusive, and it's really good. And I haven't finished this episode of Stargirl because my DVR conked out, but I mentioned Obsidian is Jenny's brother. Obsidian is Todd Rice. He's gay in the comic books. And they did a really fascinating deal where the darkness part of his power was this really great metaphor for a character struggling with his sexual identity. He's a character that really should be on the show because Stargirl's really not about the JSA. It's just JSA has the popular brand name. It's more Infinity Inc. And they brought so many of those characters in there anyway. So it's like, whatever. We'll just call it JSA. It's the Stargirl show with JSA, who's really Infinity Inc. Obsidian was a great character. He's somebody they should put in there because this way there is a character, an existing gay character in the DC Comics universe that they can go and include. And he makes perfect sense. And they don't have to go, uh, let's make this character our gay character, our gay representation for it. And Todd has plenty of available, open, ready storylines that they can use and focus on him. So I love to see that. Chief, what's up, man? You just Jeff, Jeff, how you doing, man? I'm cooling. All right, Chase. so we're going to figure out where we are now with fandom. So I did extensive research like a professional podcaster should, and I went to YouTube and <laughs> made sure that I have, yes, in fact, been butchering Superman's name all this time. It's Tyler Hecklin. The O is silent. So from now on, Tyler Hecklin. All right, so anyhow. Superman Lois, we already knew it was getting to season two, and they didn't show much of anything about it, but I don't care. The first season was so good. I'm signed off, sight unseen, ready for it. All right, so the first film, you know, it's weird because we knew all these films were slated, but we've seen pretty much no movement on any of them, which was really weird. It's like, you guys have had a whole year. Marvel's cranked out four films in that time period. And done three TV shows. So, it's a whole weird thing. But the first deal we got is Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. And we're going to see more Black Mana. We're going to see Ocean Master again. The trailers made it look like we're going to see them team up. Which is kind of interesting. But I was very encouraged to see Black Mana have more of a focus. More of his comic book outfit. Chief, what did you think of this teaser trailer look because there was no teaser or trailer to speak of it was just like here are some clips what did you think of this glimpse that we saw you're on mute I didn't I just I watched Shazam Batman and Flash ha. so I didn't you failed the assignment alright never mind it's all good I'll get you on another one Jace what yeah. did you think Oh, you mean the one I didn't actually watch like Chief? Oh, you guys both failed. Terrible. All right. So anyhow, it looked good. I think Aquaman is, I don't want to say foolproof, but James Wan knew and understood what he was doing with the first film. It's no coincidence that it was ridiculous to me when they were talking that Aquaman is the highest grossing of the DC films. Like, period. Which is so crazy when you think about it. Because you don't see a lot of Aquaman hype. It's, oh yeah, we got this whack cartoon series on HBO Max. Where Aquaman, for some reason, has a green beard. And everyone looks like fish sticks. It's really weird. But Aquaman should be getting all kinds of press. All kinds of hype. All kinds of build and excitement. And they're just like, oh yeah, we got an Aquaman movie coming too. You know, I think you, you, when we were talking about this last week, after watching Fandom, it was like, this would basically be like Marvel making Captain America a joke character or Iron Man like an idiot or something. And Jarvis and everybody else is the smartest person in the room. Like, he's like, oh, oh yes, yes, I should do that. It's like DC, in this case, is like you, your highest growth. Look at the numbers. Nothing else. 
Aquaman is the most popular based on the numbers. This is somebody we shouldn't have any more joke character depictions of. Anyone wants to make a joke of him, it's done. Like we can't. This guy is actor's bullet. I mean, he's actor's bulletproof. So we need to make this character as strong and good in all regards as possible. And DC just like, nah, let's let's have you make him a joke on. You can make him a joke on Brave and Bold. Uh, if he wants to be on, uh, what is it, uh, Harley Quinn? And you want to make a joke of him? Have fun. It's like, why are you doing this? Like, if they if kids don't treat him with respect, then adults also won't treat him with any respect that he could easily be. It's like. This dude has a Kraken. How do you, a dude who can actually control a Kraken, and you guys make him look at you? Come on, guys. I feel like they need to make a serious Aquaman cartoon where it's just balls to the walls, just everything's out there, and it's like, man, this is so cool. But they haven't done that. And Jeff Johns, shockingly, has written a lot of good stuff. Dan Abnett's wrote, written, wrote, whichever bad language I want to use here. Dan Abnett's written a lot of great Aquaman stories under the DC Rebirth banner. They could just adapt his whole run and that would work for two to three seasons of a strong cartoon because he basically wrote it like Game of Thrones. So there's a lot of good material out there for Aquaman and they probably need to start shifting up. All right, so now let's shift over to something you guys did see. Shazam! Fury of the Gods. So I watched this first glimpse and I felt like there's a Minotaur. There's Helen Mirren. Lucy Liu and they're bad and I'm looking at all these locations they're going to and I'm thinking why was this not Wonder Woman 1984 and why was Wonder Woman set in 1984 but Shazam's sequel set in the modern day looks really good like there's some great outfits here and I know Chief that was one thing you hated about the first one how everybody looked like they were wearing padded muscle suits they've streamlined them they look a lot better what did you think of this first look at Shazam? I, you know, I'm not going to knock Shazam because the, the last trailer for for the first one didn't look good to me and the movie was actually pretty good. I, you know what irritated me about Shazam watching that trailer? 2023. <laughs> that was irritating as hell. So when, when I saw the action... And then I saw 2023, it was just kind of like, you know, I mean, two years, dude, a lot could happen. I may not even be here to watch it in two years. Like, how can I even get up for that? Like, I'm just looking and I'm like, yo, that's, it, we, we established that the, the last time we talked, Shazam came out in what, 2018? I think so. It's been a long And, and long now day. we're talking 2023 for the, for part two. I mean, they damn near stretching it out like Bad Boys 2. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yo, like, what are y'all doing here? Why is this thing coming out in 2023? Why aren't y'all... It came out in 2019. 2023 is still too far away, man. It's it's, it's still too two far. years too far away. Okay, but let's say this. I would prefer having a movie come out four years or three years versus having... A movie that comes out with the execution of Wonder Woman 1984, where it's like they said it was rushed and we got a very bad rush product. So if you say you're getting the quality and it takes four years, I'll take that. James, James, when the Wonder when Woman one hit though? I knew you would ask that, so I looked it up. 2017. <laughs> the second film came out in 2020. So that's three years. How do you, I mean, you can't, that's not rushed. Yeah, you can't make no, a no, wait no. for a movie. For three years, when Marvel probably, no joke, put out eight movies in that time frame and still deliver that. Like, if it was the same quality as the first one, oh, who cares? If y'all need three years, take your three years. Make sure you have more movies coming during the pipeline, though. But to deliver that and have everybody like, oh, man, everything was kind of shaky. Justice League was eh. But at least we got Wonder Woman coming. And for Wonder Woman 1984 to be so bad, you can't do that. No, that thing was... Eighty-four was actually delayed a year, so it's like it really was completed in two two years. Station terminal bathroom floor bad. You know what I mean? Like when you 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 know what I'm saying? Like when you walk into that joint, you make sure your laces to your shoes are not touching the ground bad. 
Like you're that that thing. You like, oh my god! Like, how did you have so much time and make this bad? Like the first movie was so incredible, and, and it, it was just like you took a drop off. I remember my father, my grandfather, telling me a story about he was in Bermuda, and he said he was just walking out into the ocean, and he said that he he was walking for a while, and he got to. A place where he saw a ocean liner, like an oil tanker, driving by, and it was only like a couple hundred yards from him. So he was like, "Yo, I'm in knee deep water." He was like, what, "What's going on here?" So he looked back in the beach, and the beach was way off. And he was like, "So the oil tanker kind of freaked him out." He walked back. He gets back to shore, and one of the the natives, you know, they were like, "Man, you can swim well, huh?" And my grandfather was like, "Oh, I can't swim a lick." And he was like, "About." Five feet in front of you was a 500-foot drop-off. And that's what Wonder Woman did. It walked way out there. It was amazing. (laughs) And then it went off a 500-foot drop-off, right dead smack to the bottom of the ocean. And I can't figure out why. I don't, I don't, you you can't even figure, there's no good, there's there's not even a storyline you can grab on in there and say this storyline was good, but the rest of this movie was bad. The, the Cheetah storyline was bad. The the Max Gold storyline was bad. The uh, the Chris Pine storyline. I mean, she raped a dude basically for, for the majority of the movie. She knew that dude wasn't her boyfriend. She she knew like she knew what was happening. He was not a consenting <laughs> adult. Yeah, it was, it was, it was not right. It was a bad look. But let's get back to Shazam. I don't know. I let's get back to Shazam because like, Wonder Woman, uh, we can trash later. Yeah, let's go back to Shazam. Let's go back to 2023. <laughs> let's jump ahead <laughs> to 2023. Well, we're excited yeah, back, about this movie. Yeah, yeah. Let's jump to the future. <laughs> back to the future. But yeah, I kind of am seeing the, the outfits for Helen Mirren. She kind of looks like a rejected idea for Granny Goodness if they ever got around to doing a New Gods movie. But she looks really good. And Lucy Liu's character also looks bad. Like, I was really hyped up with these designs. And I really felt like, man, this is what they could have done with Wonder Woman if they just decided to set it in the present day. And I know I said we weren't going to talk about Wonder Woman, but there I went again. I like, what you think about it? I like Lucy Liu. Yeah. Again, that... that... I, you, once you saw this, just even just seeing where you're going with this movie, like, hey, we're not, you know, deciding to magically put this in 85 or some crap, no reason. They actually said, hey, let's continue on this movie because we're part of the not admitting Snyderverse, but we really are part of the Snyderverse. So let's just continue to make some good movies. And you saw, hey, Helen Mirror, you saw Lucy Liu. It's like, they're actually going to be fighting like. You're going to see the Shazam family fighting some characters that are on their level. And it's like, oh, okay. And then they got to figure out how to beat them. It's like, just that idea is exciting. And and then there's other trailers in DC fandom. You're like, oh, that's going to connect too. So, wow, this is actually building on this franchise. I'm very excited. And, of course, in typical DC fashion, it's like, don't get too excited. We're going to put it, it's 22, 20, 23. But, you know excited if we stay in the movie business until 2023 or we'll decide to scrap it all and decide none of this matters at all. Yeah, and I'm always putting my money on any side that has Oren Ishii on one side. So, yeah. So Shazam, looking forward to that one. Alright, so one of the biggest buzzed about, tweeted about films that we got another glimpse of because it's not coming anytime soon, is The Flash. And we got to see a Flash outfit that looks more comic booky. It's got the white logo. It's got the lightning bolt. It's got a short-haired Barry Allen. But there's also a long-haired Barry Allen in a different Flash outfit. So we have two Flashes. We've got Sasha Cali as Supergirl. And she does not have blonde hair, which is interesting. I feel like DC just hates blondes for whatever reason with their films and their TV shows. Oh, This guy would be perfect, but he's blonde. Let's go on to the brunette. And we got to see and hear, at least, Michael Keaton's Batman. And we saw just a little teaser of that familiar immobile, immobile 
Kyle, as he walks in, and then Barry goes, are you in? Are you guys in with this Flash movie? Are you excited about seeing it? Jace, let's start with you. To, there is a plus and minus on this uh, movie because we were like, hey, I'm excited about seeing a Flash movie that has a Flash costume that doesn't look like it pieced it together out of the trash can. I'm excited that we are probably... I mean, I'm not super thrilled that... I mean, I, I, I'm loving the people they're going to have in this movie. But the idea that basically this is probably going to be a Flashpoint erases Snyderverse. I'm not super thrilled at, but I am like, hey, you know, make make a competent movie. I'll, I'm not... I, I, I liked uh, Ezra Miller's character from the Snyderverse. Justice League. I did not like him from the Josh Whedon. So if you can give me more Josh... I mean, I'm sorry, more uh, Zack Snyderverse versus Josh Whedon in this Flashpoint movie, I will be much more excited. So... And if you put a flashpoint with some action, oh, I'm, I think I'm, I'm interested. You're gonna have to give me a full kind of trailer to see my if I get really excited. Chief, what do you think? Flashing all the characters we could have done. Flash, I just it could have been know, a cyborg movie for you. It, and I would have been sitting here saying all the characters we could have done cyborg. Um, you you know me, man, and 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 people who listen to Law's Movie Files podcast know that I am accepting of no DC films because they never did Man of Steel two. So all the t- all this time when they're adding all these films and doing all this jumbo mumbo stuff, and we still haven't gotten a second Man of Steel uh, film, and it just annoys the hell out of me. And then I'm like Flash and Flash and uh. Uh, Cyborg with the from the Josh Whedon universe were the weakest characters. I mean, we didn't see much of them, you know, from the Snyder. And it's funny because I watched the Snyder version, but I only watched once. Like I didn't go back and rewatch it or rewatch it and get into the characters of of, of Flash and Cyborg, even though there were more of them. While I watched the movie, I was like, oh, they have a story arc, but I, I don't know. I don't know if I would have went with Flash. Right now, um, Flash hell, is basically could've... their racer. So, if Jace and I are thinking what they're going to do is what they're going to do, Flash is the character that can wipe out maybe Henry Cavill Superman, Ben Affleck's Batman, and then start fresh and keep the ones, the actors, Jason Momoa, Gal Gadot, Ezra Miller still around. And who the heck knows what they're going to do with Cyborg. I think it's hilarious how in all this DC promotional stuff, like when you watch their movies, it opens with the silhouettes of Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Green Lantern, and Cyborg, who in the comic books has been diminished and definitely looks like he's going to be diminished going forward in the movies. Is there any like talk about who will be the next Superman? They just kind of like we're not mentioning it intentionally, like, you know. Henry Cable will still think he has a chance of being Superman, but yes. Cowl, like travel. Um, I don't know. I don't think they have an idea. I've read a rumor that Henry Cable may show up in this Flashpoint movie. I don't know if that's to get wiped out or to show up on the other end. Uh, I don't know. I, I just feel like they had really good casting for all of these roles. And the only thing that I really dislike with Ezra Miller is his blonde hair and um, yeah, the lack of blonde hair. But I feel did like they you like his chest. Did you like his outfit for uh, no, DC fandom? I did not. I wasn't a fan. I mean, I wasn't a fan of seeing all oh. the chest hair. I mean, the jeans jacket outfit. Yeah, it was a lot with the chest hair. I, I'm, I'm just kind of like, eh, eh. it's weird. Like I just I wanted to grab a razor. Yeah, I did love was- how every news break had Candace Patton as Iris West Allen show up. That was. A stroke of genius and whoever decided to do that big round of applause um i was able to see more of, of candace outside of instagram which is always a nice thing so that was cool yeah song were heard then you're doing that flash up so that's yeah. also good so true all right but the main event for this fandom was the batman 
So we got to see more Robert Pattinson. We got to see a little bit more of Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon. And Paul Dano as maybe the Riddler, sort of, kind of. I'm hating this design for Riddler. This is a guy who just wears a suit. He can just wear a suit. He doesn't need to wear the, the, the green leotard. He can just wear a dark green suit jacket and regular pants if you're really worried and just put a little question mark on a tie. He can be really simple, really easy. You don't have to comic book him up. And somehow they went with the weirder design. I'm not loving that, but I really was intrigued by everything else in the trailer. And somehow they have managed to make Colin Farrell into Penguin that looks nothing like Colin Farrell. It's an amazing makeup job, and he's not even playing it like Colin Farrell. He's got like this New York accident, accident, this New York accent. And I was just like, dude, he may have the best supporting role of a comic book movie in a really long time if he's that unrecognizable. What do you guys think about this trailer? Chief, let's start with you this time. <laughs> uh, Patterson still looks skinny. Uh, he does. Uh, yeah, what did they do to the Batmobile? Every Batman, the Batmobile is look spectacular. This joint looked like a 1976 Cougar. And they just added some stuff to it, and it was like, "Yo, we're gonna we're gonna take one of those muscle cars out of the Fast and Furious that Vin Diesel likes to drive, and make it into the Batmobile." Like they just, you know what I mean? Like they just look like they didn't put any thought into that joint. It's not special. It's nothing cool about it. I was looking. I was like, "That's not no futuristic Batmobile. That doesn't look good." I think what they're doing is this is year two of Batman, so he's still figuring out what he wants to do. The outfit's going to change. The Batmobile, I assume, is going to get upgraded. We're going to see better tech as this trilogy of films plays out, which may get completed by 2033 at this rate. But um, this is set for a trilogy. And well, so hopefully we'll see Batman we evolve over time. We watched Christian Bale from the beginning. And when he got his Batmobile, that was awesome. That Batmobile. It, was, it wasn't no, he was figuring his way out. He was, it was it, I don't know, man. Listen, I wasn't yeah, excited about Robert, Robert Pattinson. You're still not feeling him as Batman. I think he needs a haircut. Not, outside of that, no. he's selling me on Batman. Jace, what you he looked. He looked like a hippie Bruce Wayne. Yeah, it's the hair, man. It's it's the it's the bangs. It's like ah, it's not Bruce he, Wayne. He turned around and he had the, the long hair. He was like, I was like Bruce Wayne. <laughs> You're a businessman. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't he, really know that many long haired businessmen. Well, maybe maybe the former head of Facebook, uh, Zuckerberg, would tell us the site formerly known as Facebook. If those rumors are true, Jace, what did you think? Did you like what you saw in this? trailer number one best thing in the trailer Rick Rabbits hands down she looked like okay this is Selena Kyle Catwoman good uh, Jeff Wright Mission or Gordon cool and police cool Colin Farrell does not look like Colin Farrell like honestly if I think he's the already the makeup artist on that sh- Movie should already be awarded an Academy Award for best makeup job because he doesn't look like Colin Farrell at all. Next, and then you go to the rest of the trailer. It's like, okay, I, I was as I said previously, I am excited to the idea of this movie. Looks, I mean, Batman looks like it's not. He's not going to be bat. What they say is like he's not going to be bat. I mean, uh, Bruce Wayne that much. He's mostly going to be Bruce, Batman. So I'm like. Okay, there's enough here. There's three bad guys, so it shouldn't be overly one focused bad guy. It's nothing Rachel Ghoul, it's no Joker. So we're going in different territory. So I'm excited about it. And the vibe, I mean, he looks like a very tough Batman, even though he's scrawny as hell. So, I mean, that costume looks like it's putting some punch in on it. It's what, 180 pound frame. So. I'm excited. So I, I will see where this goes. I really like that scene where the dudes are just spraying the hallway with gunfire and they were just hitting him. He was like, you know what? I'm coming for you and then you next. I, I'm digging it. I think a little bit more than you guys, but I think it'll be a nice surprise. 
coming next year for you, Chief, March 4th, 2022. So you just have a few more months to wait on this one. It's not coming in 2025. It is coming next year. But I'm not waiting for it. I know. But it's it's, it's funny. (laughs) We're going to have like three Marvel films until then. So we're going to have Spider-Man, No Way Home, Eternals, and... Oh, I guess maybe not because they pushed a few back. But that's two. We're going to have Hawkeye and I think another TV series in the interim. So we're going to be we're going to have seen a lot of Marvel stuff before Batman comes out, which I think is really interesting. Somebody at Warner Brothers needs to figure out how to fill the gaps in between these movies better or create some synergy. That's I mean, like, but isn't Jeff isn't Jeff Johns the uh, Kevin Feige equivalent? He is not. He's been removed from oh. that role. Uh I don't know why. I guess there was there's too much funniness going on. I thought he would really be the Kevin Feige because for so many years at DC, he was fixing mistakes that other writers created. And I thought he would be a good guy to create a firm foundation for the DC extended universe. They need to come up with a name for their universe because we know it's Marvel Cinematic Universe. And DC's still like, oh, we make movies. Yeah. So maybe that's another problem. So Fandom was a massive success. It had 66 million views world views worldwide. That's a lot of people. Uh, 25 million watched the Batman sequence alone. So there is definitely interest for that movie. And that's why it's still a Batman world in DC. And if you pay attention to their comic books, they have like eight Batman books every week. That's why. He's a big draw. Hopefully, Chief, next year's Fandom will have a little bit more Superman for you. It's all we can hope for at this rate. But probably not. I won't get your hopes up. All right. So one person we know for sure will not be at any fandom is Ruby Rose. So she left slash got fired Batwoman. And there was all this. We talked about it. Like, why did she leave? Did she get fired? What's really going on? Now she has decided it's time to break her silence and tell the world exactly what happened. So she went on this long Instagram post and she shared a lot. I'm going to try to read it real fast because I think it, it warrants breaking a lot of it down. So imagine taking a huge pay cut to play a passion project and being so excited about comic-con then being told they would not adjust the schedule so i could attend but then saying we won't announce it you have to and me putting my foot down and saying why am i why must i be the face of this only be told if i didn't do this video they would be silent and people would turn up to find out on the day i wasn't there i folded i wanted to do what it took but then being told cover your scar So then she goes on, so in closing, please to my dear, dear fans, stop asking if I return to that awful show. I wouldn't return for any amount of money, nor if a gun were to my head, nor did I quit. I do not quit. They ruined Kate Kane. They destroyed Batwoman, not me. I followed orders, and if I wanted to stay, I was going to have to sign my rights away. Any threats, any bullying tactics, or blackmail will not make me stand down. A crew member got third-degree burns over his whole body, and we were given no therapy after watching or witnessing his skin fall off his face. But I was the only one who sent him flowers and cards. And then we're told we had to do a sex scene without a minute's process. We lost two stunt doubles. I got cut in the face so close to my eye in a stunt I could have been blind. A woman was left quadriplegic and they tried to blame it on her being on her phone. So much so CW didn't even help her to start with because they needed to investigate. So she had to go do a GoFundMe. She's a PA. They work via phones. Her accident occurred because our show refused to shut down when everyone else did because of COVID. Then she talks about the showrunner, Carolyn Dries has no heart and wanted us to finish the season throughout the pandemic. And I told her it was a bad idea. I told her everyone was too distracted, constantly checking COVID updates, checking on friends, and seeing Riverdale, The Flash, and Supergirl shut down already. I felt something bad would happen, and Carolyn Dries, she's tagging her on all this, by the way, maybe visited the set four times in a year. Unheard of! But in those four to five visits, she decided she could tell me she knew my injury happened on set, so I should comply with the PI, yet later denied it entirely and said it happened during yoga. I don't do yoga. And now someone will never walk again. We shut down the next day, not because she almost killed someone, but the government pulled it. 
Also, I fought people on set. Yes, not because I wanted to, because but because I wanted safety. And anyone in hair and makeup, ask anyone in hair and makeup what I did for them after two were hospitalized. The only person who came out and spoke was Doug Ray, who, talk about unprofessional. So she goes in on him. She said he heard a female stunt double. He yelled at women and was a nightmare. He left when he wanted and arrived when he wanted. He abused women and in turn as a lead of a show, I sent on an email asking for a no yelling policy. They declined. I was late one time because I was in the hospital. Whoever does these stupid leaks, I'm finding out who. But it's cameras. She's talking about the Lucius Fox here. Yeah. Called him an egomaniac kid and just really trashed everybody. So she trashed everybody on this and just went in. And Warner Brothers actually responded. This was wild because you remember that whole nightmare of how they handled the Ray Fisher deal. You would think Warner Brothers would be like, oh, yeah, sure, Ruby, no problem. They responded, despite the revisionist history that Ruby Rose is now sharing online aimed at the producers, the cast and crew, the network and the studio. The truth is that Warner Brothers Television has decided not to exercise this option to engage Ruby for season two of Batwoman based on multiple complaints about workplace behavior that were extensively reviewed and handled privately out of respect for all concerned. So Ruby threw the batarang and Warner Brothers threw it back. What do you guys think about this? Who do you believe? Chief, what do you think? I don't care. I didn't watch Batwoman. Uh, it doesn't matter to me. You know, shorty, uh... I don't know if she's difficult to work with or not. I, you know, I don't know. Um, it's kind of weird when you're the only one quitting. You know what I mean? Um, conditions were that bad. Yeah, they sound really uh, bad. Usually, yeah, usually people follow the stars out. Um, Warner Brothers. I haven't heard anybody really complaining about Warner Brothers, but her. You know what I mean? So I don't know, but uh, I, I I thought when she first initially quit, she said that it was long hours and stuff like that, or something like that. You know, I here's you know here's the problem with making that initial statement. Uh. And saying something else first, and then coming back and saying, "Oh well, it's it's not that," and, and that kind of puts you behind the eight ball. You, that's why you should always, if it's something, you should always go with what it is rather than coming back later and, and changing your story. Um, because I, I remember distinctly, she was saying that you know the hours were too long and this and that, and you know the other things for the for the show. And now she comes back and says, you know. It was um, a cesspool of, 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 of accidents and disrespect and, you know. And then, you know, I'm not for one snitching on people anyways. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not going to go behind, uh, you know, we get interviewed one day. Lyle's Files makes it big. We get interviewed one day and then I'm just staff. Well, you know, I knew Jace when he was young and uh, he always, you, you know what I mean? That doesn't make sense to me. Like, if... if I've always been, you guys know me. I'm always direct. If I've got a problem with you or something with you, you know that I'll go to that person. I'm not going to go behind them and hamstring them and talk about them in a, you know. And I think that's what she, uh, what she did. I think she threw, you know, her coworkers under the bus. And, and that makes it difficult when you want to go somewhere else and work. Because people know that about you. Like, I work in, once you're known at my job, for being difficult or telling on people, people generally don't want to work with you at my job. So I can imagine in a more high profile job, uh, you know what I mean? People saying, uh, you know, here she comes. Watch what you say. Uh, you know, yeah. so, you know, it, it, but it's her career. I mean, she's not a great actor to me anyway. 
Uh, so, but it's, it's her career, so she yeah. can, you know, snitch on people if she wants and do do the things she wants, and uh, you know, it is what it is. Warner Brothers is a pretty big company, and 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 the fact of the matter, even though they're competing all these different, they all sleep in that same bed. They all sleep in that same bed, and and these guys on the higher ups, they know each other, and you start getting, she'll start losing, pro- she'll probably start losing film projects because of this. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's interesting to see what happens. Jace, what do you think? I think, uh, like she said initially, like she said, it was a long hour, but she said initially one of her statements that it was an injury that she received on set that was a concern for her. And the fact that that, she, she brought that up again. It's like, yo, I got hurt on set. I mean, like, that's, I mean, hey, I, I can understand that. I mean, that was like early on in the production. It could, it could, you know, have some little PS, PTSD stuff on it. And that's a real reason you didn't want to continue. It, seem, it does seem like all the other stuff she does try and bring up, it's like, wow, like, you you can, unless you got, like, a settlement where it's like, hey, don't mention all this other stuff in public, and we'll just say we mutually excluded, you know, it, it just wasn't the right fit, blah, blah, blah. If you have all of that stuff and you say, this is the reason I didn't speak out now that that NDA is run out, I can now speak my truth. It's now, and now it seems like maybe you're saying all this because all the Warner Brothers people you work with have told the truth on, hey, why did y'all get rid of Ruby Rose? Oh, it's because of this. And now it's, I got to tell my side of the story, quote unquote, so I can actually get some work right now because every all these network executives, all these movie heads, they all eat in the same dinner plate. I mean, they, they they go out to the same clubs. They talk to each other. And I'm not getting the movies that I thought I was going to, especially since I said I took a pay cut to make this show, which is like, why would you make a pay cut to do this show? I'm like, I don't think anyone said that woman has been the show the dream of their life because I just don't think that's probably accurate. Now... I don't. I don't. I mean, it, it seems like and Warner's like, yeah, we're we're okay taking telling you said like y'all can look at our statement, you can look at her statement, and judge for yourself. And the fact that we're going on to season three, and some of these claims have nobody's complaining on it. I mean, it's like and then throwing Cameron under the bus for no reason. It's like maybe he could be the one dude. It's like Cameras. I'm not afraid of you, Cameras. Cameras. So like he's like I'm the only one who's like not afraid of you or something. It's like. You were the one complaining, and I'm the one telling the truth on the, on the whole show. So, yeah, it's, it's real. It's real tricky because it seems like that workplace was terrible for all those injuries happening to people. Like that's really bad, no matter which way you look at it. And for all the stuff that happened, does, I don't know about the coworkers drama, but just on the surface. But does that sound, does that sound very in- different than any other CW show? That was run basically by the same crew. This wasn't like it was a, if it was like you say the Black Lightning crew who was run by a whole different production team and everything else did stuff like this happen. These are the guys that made Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow. These are the same guys, and it's randomly on this show. All these mishaps are happening. It's like that seems very. I mean, I, I mean, somebody getting their face melted off. Like I, I hope that's not true, but. I doubt you're saying that if it wasn't true. Right. Yeah. It's so, crazy. I mean, that's a, yeah. Yeah, we'll probably never really know the, the actual story or who is in the wrong and who's right. Maybe it's a little bit in, in the middle, but it's a crazy story. All right. So, it's that magical time of the week, bro shot. Who are your nominees for Dummy of the Week? Oh, I have a singular Dummy of the Week. My Dummy of the Week is Mr. Chris Brown. Reason why Mr. Chris Brown is my dummy of the week is because he is called Kyrie Irwin, man of the people, anti-vaxxer of the world, his hero, speaking his truth on vaccine. Kyrie Irving is going to make $17 million this year for sitting at home, doing jack nothing. He's my hero then, too. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't have to. He's like, I can sit, sit out a whole year making $17 million. I'm not sacrificing anything not play for the nets and it's like they can be the favorites i don't care i've already won a world championship nba title i don't need that you know thing on my finger to say i'm awesome 
I'm getting 17 million to do nothing. I don't I'm know. not chasing. I, I think Chris Brown is looking at the new picture. He's having a dance. He's not getting million one. He's singing. He's in the studio. And this dude's sitting at home watching movies and getting 17 million. I'm kind of with Chris on this one. Typically, I don't disagree with your Demi the Week suggestions, but he, I don't know if he's wrong on that one. All right, so my nominee is whoever is deciding Mel Gibson still needs work. I don't understand why the Continental, part of the John Wick, the spinoff, needed Mel Gibson in this joint. I mean, it's like, was there a shortage of older guys in Hollywood, grain, who look old? I don't feel like it. Jeez, look at George Clooney. Was he doing so much he couldn't show up and do that role? But somehow they were like, yo, Mel Gibson needs a jumpstart to his career for the 18th time because he's an awful person. And when he gets drunk, who the heck knows what he's going to say? Maybe Ruby Rose should work with him and have a recorder because I think that would be a surefire way to get her career jumpstarted again. Work on set with him, get him a couple drinks, and then just put the iPhone recorder and let it rip. Or maybe have like cameras around, podcast cameras, because he doesn't care. So yeah, I mean, he just put it right up to his face. Apparently, he'll still get work. Ruby Rose can't get work for having issues with, with workplace craziness. Mel Gibson creates workplace craziness, and he's still getting jobs. That's terrible. So he's my dummy of the week. Chief, you got anything to add on uh, Mel Gibson? You know I don't like no Mel Gibson anyway. Uh <laughs> So, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't got nothing to say about Mel Gibson. Yeah, you know, Mel Gibson can, I, I don't even watch any of his, they, they keep, he, he does pop up, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know what that's about. Yeah. So. You know, <laughs> I, I judge the actor by their performance, not the person they are behind the scenes, but when He's still doing stuff and still getting work. It's like, dude, come on. I feel like we can find somebody else to do that role. We don't need to throw him a throw him a little, hey, let's let's help Mel out. He's good. He he can sit back on his residuals from the Patriot, Lethal Weapon, and other stuff. Essence of the Christ, yeah. Yeah, you know, just just chill on that. Let's do that thing. But anyway, speaking of doing things, we've done our thing for this one. Chief, Jace. Thank you, as always, for rolling with me. Thank you all out there for watching. This episode of Lyle's Movie Files has been filed.